Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Reverend John Mason and G. Lewis Tiller. We've been away for a while. That was due to the surgery that I had. I haven't been able to sit at the table, but we're back tonight to share on tonight a word that kind of hit us today. And we want to try to encourage somebody with this word on tonight. So we pray that you all would be blessed. We hope and pray everything's been going well with you all. Um, we're going to talk about something tonight that uh, all of us have to deal with. So on tonight, we're going to get ready and get started. We're going to ask Reverend Mason if he would lead us in prayer. Then we'll see, we'll see what God has to say through what he already said. Reverend Mason. Father, once again, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we want to thank you, Father, just for another day you allowed us to see. Uh, thank you for life, health, and strength, Father, and we thank you for the greatest blessing, Father, uh, yes, that you've given us, and that's eternal life. Uh, thank you, Father, just for uh, waking us up. Father, in our right minds this morning, Father, being able to function and to give you praise yes, and glory for just how good you are to us. Yes, Lord. As always, Father, we ask tonight for, for wisdom, for knowledge and, and understanding, Father, so uh, that when we pray, uh, Father, that uh, we know we can get uh, a prayer through, but we also, Father, we know that we are we are always teaching uh, what we believe you've given us to share with uh, with your people. Yes, ma'am. So we ask tonight, Lord, that you give us that wisdom, that knowledge, that understanding. And Father, and after all we get in all of that, we want to make sure that we apply it, Father, to our lives. Uh, Father, so that we begin to grow spiritually the way we have designed for us to do it so tonight father we just ask that you open up our spiritual eyes open up our spiritual ears and most of our lord that you uh soften our hearts tonight father to give us that that heart of flesh father the way we're able to absorb everything that's going to be discussed tonight we thank you for it right now and we just also, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit lead us and guide us into all truth. Yes, Lord. Uh, the question is, what is truth? Your word. Your word is truth, Father. Yes, it is. We thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you in advance for what you're going thank to you do. Lord. Thank you, Lord. We believe it's already done. Thank you, God. Thank you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen again. Amen again. Amen, amen again. It is so good to be back again at the table. Uh, it's been a while again, like we said. Uh, we didn't stop. We just paused. And so tonight we're going to lift that pause button and try to share what we feel God 
would have us to share with you on tonight. Um, Reverend Mason and I, and Sister Janice is not with us on tonight. Um, Reverend Mason and I, we were discussing what we had planned to discuss. And then he got to talking about something. And as it sometimes so often happens, what we were going to talk about got changed. Hmm. We were going to talk about preaching Christ and Him crucified because a lot of the preaching that you hear today is about everything but Christ and His crucifixion. But tonight, as you see scrolling across the screen or you see as a title, we're going to talk about faith. F-A-I-T-H, faith. Ram Mason, you know where I'm going. <laughs> and I just shared this with the church, I think, Sunday. If you can get past, and yep, I'm being repetitive, the first four words of the Bible, you shouldn't have a problem in the world with faith. If you can get past Genesis 1 and the first four words, that fourth word especially, in, in the beginning, God. I, I share with the church, Mason, too often we run past stuff too quick. Yeah. We don't catch stuff. We don't slow down and let that word marinate. You know how some yeah. people fry chicken or um, barbecue some chicken or some that marinated the night before mm -hmm. so it can add a little extra flavor. And I'm not talking about adding extra flavor to the word. I'm talking about savoring what's in the word. Already in there. Right. What's in the world. Right. And when you just say in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, you just said you believe in God if right. you believe in the state. Yeah. Because you didn't stop and pause and ask, wait a God, who is this God? Where did he come from? How long he been here? How he do what he do? Can you tell me anything more about it? He just pops up full about And so if you can get past Genesis one and four. I mean one and four four. Mm -hmm. I'm not having a problem in the world with faith. Right. Faith, what is it? We're gonna look at Hebrews eleven one and six. It says, Now without no, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Verse six says, but without faith. It's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, oh my God, that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Faith. Everybody. The Bible says each man has a measure of Some people's faith is stronger than others. Some people can hear something one time and that's it. They believe it, it's settled. They can. Some people got shaky faith. Sometimes 
your faith will get a little shaky. Now don't get upset because I said that because go look at Abraham. He's the father of the faith and his faith got shaky. And Sarah tell him you my sister. Mm-hmm. Now shake it right there. Sometimes your faith can waver. And sometimes Jesus will get on you like he did the boy and say, how is it that you have no faith? But faith is faith is so important to the Christian. The very fact that we are Christians is because of faith in Jesus Christ. We have, faith is an undying belief. And, and I could say that faith has no doubt involved in it, but I'd be lying. Because there's been a lot of people whose faith has been shook. I myself right now am holding on to faith for I myself right now have to have faith that God's going to do certain things. Every day of my life, I live in faith. Every day I get in my car to drive to where I'm going, job, work, church, grocery store, whatever. I have faith, which is a confidence that I'm going to get there. I don't know for sure, but I have faith, I believe, that when I leave point A, I'm going to arrive back at point B and then make it back to point A, mm-hmm. even if I go to CDEMG in the process. Right. I say that everybody has faith. And so, Jackie, you can use this if you want to on Sunday. So, Jackie, you can tell them and you can do this test to show them that everybody in this faith. And I do it sometimes when I go to different churches. I say, everybody stand up. They look at me. No, just, just indulge me. Stand up. And I say, sit back down. They look at me like, why in the world you make us do that? I said, I made, had you do that because that chair you were sitting in. You knew that that chair was gonna hold you up. You had faith in it. You didn't get on your phone, you didn't Google the company that made the chair. You didn't try to figure out how many people were on it, what the weight limit was. You just sat out in that chair because that chair had held you up before. And so when it comes to faith, your faith is only as strong as the object of your faith. And as long as God is the object of your faith, even if he doesn't do what you have faith in him to do, does not mean he can't do it. That means that there's, there's another reason why he did Romans 8, 8 says, all things work together for good to them that love him, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, you, you, you can't make it into heaven without faith. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God, 
that he came down through 42 generations there, the Holy Ghost. Now you gotta have faith to believe this, that the Holy Ghost impregnated the one. Because he was sinless. He didn't have an earthly father. The Holy Ghost impregnated her. I, I, I feel like ain't nobody gonna get pregnant by no Holy Ghost. And you're talking crazy. Well, faith, will, faith will make you talk crazy. <laughs> faith will make you look crazy. You gotta have faith. Ain't no other way around. Well, I agree. I agree. You know, we, we talked about earlier too, uh, about we were saying that faith was uh, uh, not, not so much a, a definition of faith uh, or what faith is but it's also uh, a description I, I like how the uh, I like how the commentators put it they say uh, in, in Hebrews here in, in uh, uh, chapter 11 verse 1 it says it's, it's not so much of what faith is but it's also a description of what faith actually does and I, I can see where they got that from because when you read this you actually you, you, you actually seeing what faith does as a point of them using the faith that they have you see the results of it and so when, when you exercise that faith, there are always, also going to be some results. There are always going to be results when you exercise your faith. And, and that's what builds your faith. You know, I, I think I heard somebody say one time, say, uh, we don't praise God uh, for who he is. Uh, uh, we don't praise God for what he does. But we ought to praise him for who he is. I'm like, well, what he does is the greatest definition of who he is. <laughs> because if he didn't do some of that awesome stuff that he always do, then we wouldn't praise him for it because it wouldn't be doing anything for us to praise him for. So when you come down to faith, you really believe in God more when you see the awesomeness of what God does and how God demonstrates himself. Right. He shows you who he is because he lets you know that what I'm about to do, what I have done, there's nobody else that can do or outdo me what right. I've done. Right. And so we have to recognize him as God. And and, and 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 I like that because it's all about what he's done that makes us or causes us to believe in him. And it does something to it. It, it it's like uh, the spiritual yeast is added to our faith after he takes us through something that required faith that we didn't have a clue how it was going to come out. You know, we thought that was the end. We're like, well, that's it, Lord. I, I don't know how you're going to get me out of this. You know, it just seems like, you know, I'm just at the end of the road. Don't know where to go. And, and every option I've taken has been failure. It just seems like nothing's gonna happen I'm, I'm at my wits again I, I don't know how you gonna get me out of this you know and, and you, you're still trusting in God and you're holding on to God because you believe that some kind of way 
God is going to get you out of that. You don't know how, but you just still believe he's going to get you out of that. And then when he finally do take you through that and get you out of that, you never would have thought he was going to do it that way. Right, he did. You can't figure it out. But what thing, what that does to you, it does something to your faith that you can't explain. That when the next trial or tribulation comes, it increases. Exactly. It increases the faith to the point you're like, oh man, you know, I, I think I can handle this a little bit better because I'm going to look back. What it did. <laughs> the last look back at what he did in that situation. Yes, sir. And if he can handle that one, then I know he can handle, can handle this one too. A situation, and I won't call the preacher's name. So he got a letter in the mail one day. So by five o'clock tomorrow, you need to have five thousand dollars here, or we gonna do such and such. Right. He said, he said, Lord, this is on you. Didn't worry about it. Didn't stress. Yeah. He did add a five grand. Right. But the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the key. As we put that God in mind. Right. Right. <laughs> He'll do it. And see, tonight, um, you know, we, we brothers, we talk. I share things I got going on. You may do the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Got a few comments here. Sister Teresa McNeil said, faith is finding answers in the hardest times. Oh, wow. mm. Thank you, man. Thank you. It really is. Because that's what I was getting ready to do. I was getting ready to say somebody is going through something. I don't know what it is, but it's got you. It is, you don't know what to do. That thing got you. Yeah. You're hurting, you're confused, you're all in, you're back out, you're praising you down and out and you gotta you just gotta trust God. Yeah. yeah. You got to say, Lord, I thank you. But I don't know how you gonna do this. Right. Here's the thing. And you don't like that song and I don't I don't listen to it as much as you do. Right. God I thank you that you still got us. It's like when it wants to be. <laughs> that song will say, what he's done for others, he will do for you. Right. That's not true. Not true at all. Because if that's the case, my mama and my sister dead from cancer. Right. You survived cancer. Full stage. My mama died from it. My sister died from it. Cousin died from it. It ain't that what he does for he will do. He definitely can because he's God. Right. Because what if I would have said, well, what God done for me. He's going to do for you. He'll do it for you. And then he don't do it. Right. Right. Somebody was like, well, you said God was going to do it. Yeah, but I ain't God. You see, you still said it. Right. He did it for you. Right. So. What's the proper way to say it? What's the proper way to say it? What's the proper way to say it? What we said, right. what he done for others, he can, he can do for you. But that may not be his will. That is right there. 
Sister McNeil again says we have to do more than speak of what faith is, but we have to walk faith out. Mm-hmm. She only a preaching already. Yeah. <laughs> because Sister McNeil, you're right. The Bible said we walk by faith. Right. And not by sight. Now that's not a literal walk. Right. I hope people exactly. understand. Exactly. That's the way we live our lives. Our lives are conduct our conduct, the way we carry ourselves in this Christian walk. Right. It is it's when it talks about it's a euphemism for walk. Amen. Yeah. So in actuality, you are walking out the Christian life. Right. Right. But again, the Bible says the just now we walk by faith. Mm-hmm. Now that's powerful right there. Oh, it is. It is. We walk by faith. We live by faith. Right. Not by what we see. Right. Because what we see does not automatically equate to what we hear God say. Today. Right. Faith is the substance. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, we're ready to go there. We need to go a little bit more first. We'll go a little bit more. Go a little bit more first. Yeah, because okay. yeah, see, I, I see you. You, you twi- you're twitching over there. But, 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 but uh, when it comes to faith, faith can make you look like a fool. Yeah. God told you to do what? God told you to set your table and your refrigerator empty and your cupboards empty and you got all your fine china set right. the table. That takes some faith. God told you to just go start a business and you just got fired and you ain't got but enough money to pay your bills in the bank. Mm-hmm. You better, and so here's the thing with faith too. You better make sure you know God's voice when it comes to faith. There we go. That's the big issue right there. Make it sure. Oh my gosh. He'll come through, but not necessarily. She she talking about what we were just saying. Mm -hmm. What he's done for others, he will do for you. True. She said he'll come through, but not necessarily in the same manner. Sister McNeil, if you send me an email address, we'll send you an invitation. You can get on with us. And so... (laughs) And so what we see here right. is faith is faith is so important, man. Oh, I agree. Faith, faith is that it's kind of like the number one. Because you gotta believe in him. What did the Bible say? We are saved by grace, what? Through faith. Right. He gave us the faith to accept the grace. It's true. And so, therefore, we walk by faith. Uh-oh. She sent her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. He gave us the faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave us the great. He gave us the faith to accept the grace. And so... If we want to walk in faith, no, 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 I don't want to say it that way. If we're going to walk this Christian life, we got to have faith. Right. There's no buts, no ands, if buts, or about it. It's all about faith. Simple. I've seen God do things that I stressed about God needing to do before he did. Right. 
That was shaky faith. But some people can do like the gentleman that I said did and say, okay, God, this one's on you. And, and you know what? I can understand the gentleman too. Uh, when he said, Lord, this one is on you. One of the things that, that, that tests our faith uh, is our understanding of faith. And what I mean by that, uh, if you understand that God owns everything, we've gotten to the point to where we've become the owners. Mm -mm. And when we become the owners, then if you own something, you're responsible. And you're responsible for it. To take care of that. But God never made us owners. He made us managers. See, that's a whole nother podcast, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, right. that's a whole nother podcast. I, I threw that in because of uh, I'm saying the guy was saying it's on you, Lord. Because and, 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 and see that's that's a good part of him uh, uh, in increasing your faith. When you just let him do it, see, see, we always trying to do. And if you notice now, when it comes down to faith, we don't exercise with faith a lot of times right off the bat. We don't seek God first in our trouble. We'll seek everybody else, try to get advice from everybody else, you know, and counseling from this person who needs to be counseled himself or themselves. You know, we'll go there first, or we'll go to our mother or our father or our friends, you know. Uh, all our associates and try to get some type of information. Then when all that stuff doesn't work, we holler at God. Then we go to God. Because we use them as the last resort when it should be the first resort. Should be first. Thank you for joining us, Sister McNeil. You want to add something before we go on? No, I'm just listening. I'm trying to catch up. Oh, okay. So, so when it comes to faith, Again, I've seen God do some things that I stressed about. Right. And when he did it, I was like, Lord have mercy. Why was I stressing? Right. <laughs> exactly. Why was I acting like I was? Go ahead. Could it be? I would like that. To, I would oh. like to. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, how you doing, Brother Mason? First of doing all. great, you said? Well, rushing late from, uh, from work today. But, um, Whenever you're going through anything, you got to understand that you are still human. And so whenever you are faced with any kind of trial or any type of a circumstance, it's, it's within your human nature to stress. It's within your human nature to worry. But then that's when your faith kicks in and your faith calms you down to say, wait a minute. I've been in tougher situations than this and God has showed up on my behalf. And so when you begin to think about, that's why it says when I think of the goodness of Jesus. So when you begin to think about what he did in the past, it, it calms you down and it lets you know that God is going to show up for me again. Because you think about your, your faith, your trials and your tribulations, it builds your faith. That's why as you grow in God, you 
grow in grace and you also your faith level grows as well that's why you you shouldn't still be um tumbling down whenever something rises your your walk with god you grow daily in grace and so whenever things come your way that's when your faith kicks in so um if I can elaborate on the comment that I made about um, whenever we make a statement, the statement you made earlier about um, what God does for others, he'll do the same thing for you. If we're not careful with that, we will set people up um, to be angry with God. You spoke on um, Brother Mason being healed of cancer, but you lost family members um, with the same issue with the same sickness because again if we're not careful we will set people up to be angry with God because you said what he did for others he'll do for me so why didn't he heal my father of bone cancer and somebody else's father lived with the same cancer because we also have to understand that the will of God will be done but it's our job to pray and ask God to allow or help us to accept whatever his will may be because a lot of us and our loved ones and our, they're not healed on this side they're healed on the other side so we have to be careful when we say that to people now he will come through for you but it might not be the same manner that he came through for somebody else your blessing might be if you're having a financial struggle and your blessing might be that somebody blessed you with a hundred dollars after service on Sunday they put the money in your hand okay I might come into a financial status situation but I might be allowed extra time to pay my bill or I might be allowed to make extra money on my job so so he still came through but he didn't bless me with the hundred dollars after church like he blessed you with the hundred dollars after church so we have you know so god will still come through for us but it just might not be within the same manner that's true that's true and that's why we made this statement when we were saying uh that was a song that was made and in that song one of the verses were if God did it for me, he will do it for you. And so we say, well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, God will do uh, what's according to his will, but he may not do it as you stated in the same exact way. Just like a lot of times when we pray for people to be healed and uh, we go to the hospital and we pray for them and uh, we want them to be healed the way they come out of the hospital and resume their lifestyle back. You know, but we don't look at it that when they don't come out of the hospital and God decides to take them home, that was God's way of healing them anyway. You right. Know? But we sort of look for uh, that way to where we want to see them, you know, just uh, stop, you know, get well. You know, now I got to, you know, I get to resume my life back as it was before. And when it doesn't happen like that, first thing some people will say is that, well, God didn't answer my prayer. Well, God, 
<laughs> we got to understand, as, as uh, Isaiah 55 and 9 says, he says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, he don't operate like we operate. He's thinking one thing, he's doing something else. And if we knew exactly the mind of God when it comes down to certain things, then we would always be on, on time and on track with him. We'll be able to say, oh, well, well God's going to do this, and then God does. God's going to do that, and then God does. But when he does just the opposite, then people's faith are, as Professor Kilmer uh, <laughs> started stated in, in, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, when it doesn't come through like that, or when it seems like he's not going to come through, then our faith gets a little shaky. You know, uh, I, I, I wonder if uh, if God is hearing what I'm saying. Well, you always hear what you say. You know, you're just going to see how long. <laughs> and sometimes he, he he puts us in situations where your faith is tested, like Abraham in Genesis 22. Exactly. Take your son, your only son. Yeah. That's a problem right there. Exactly. We'll move past that. Yeah. Take your son, your only son, (laughs) and offer him for a burnt offering and sacrifice. Now, what did Abraham tell the men that would, y'all stay here, we go in yonder and worship, and we'll come back? Right. He called the sacrifice worship. Lord have mercy. He said, I'm going to kill my boy. That's what God told me to do. But we come back. Right. That ain't nothing but faith. Yeah. Want to know why that's nothing but faith? Because he remembered what God had told him. Right. He said, Your seed will be as many as the stars in the sky and the sands on the sea. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come through that one right there. Exactly. So Abraham knew that even if he killed Isaac, God will raise it back up. Yeah. I said, That's what people. That's what we don't connect like that. We don't connect with that. That even if he take it to the extreme, he can still fix it, or he can still handle it. He can still bring you through it. So, in other words, God's saying, "I got it. I got this. I got God. I, I got this." Right. No, no, somebody need to hear that. Yeah. God. God wants somebody to know that whatever it is, if you His child, and sometimes you don't have to be His child. Sometimes right. He'll show you something. When you're not his child to help bring you on in the fold. Right. And when you become his child, you'll look back and you'll see what he does. Yeah. Yeah. But even the Bible speaks of a worldly, so basically paraphrasing, the Bible speaks of a, if a worldly man or unjustly man blesses his children, what greater thing will God do for his children? Right. It's true. So your heavenly father ain't going to. If, if a worldly man give you a fish, give him a child. God ain't gonna get his out of rock. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So can we can we dive now? We can dive. We can dive. Sister McNeil, you have any? I mean, Minister McNeil, you have anything else you want to add before? We I want um, Brother Mason to expound on when he said, "God gonna hear you." Did God hear everybody pray? Oh, does God hear everybody pray? Yes. Well, from what I understand he hears uh, the prayers of uh, uh, people who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior because when it comes down to 
the sinner's prayer. God will hear you if you're praying the sinner's prayer. Uh, if, if you understand that when we look at Christ on the cross, and when he was on the cross, he asked the question, said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Well, if we ask people, why do you think God forsaken him while he was on the cross? And when we throw that question out there, uh, we normally don't get a response from it because people don't don't really know why. You know, and the Bible says that God does not hear you when sins in the way. He even gives that example about a uh, a couple that's married. He says when you, when you're married uh, and you and the wife is you know at this uh, argument where you need to forgive each other and get this thing right. Uh, he said, Isn't that, ain't no need to even pray not to get this thing right. Right. You know, and when you think about Christ on the cross, here it is, the Son of God taking on all the sins of the whole world upon himself. And he died. Now we have to understand that he died for sins both past, present, and future. And and when he died for those sins, he had all the sins upon himself. So God was was not going to listen to him or hear him doing this process of him finishing the work that God has sent him here to do. And so he couldn't he couldn't look upon sin not until all of this work that God had called him to do was taken care of. And once it was taken care of, they were back in, uh, in fellowship again. Now, understand, the relationship never changed. Because now think about it. Even though Jesus Christ took on all the sins of the whole world upon himself, there never was a time to where he stopped being the son of God. And if you think about it, all of those sins, millions upon millions of sins of the past, of the present, and of the future, he had no sins upon himself. But the relationship between father and son never stopped. It was still his son. But the fellowship was broken because of sin. So if you try to pray to God and you know there's an unconfessed sin in your life, that's why he said if you confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you know you got sin, unconfessed sin, you're trying to pray, what did David say? He said, if I hide iniquity within my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But when the sinner is true and says that, uh, I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for my sins, you know. Uh, and we think about the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when the sinner believes in that finished work that Jesus Christ did for him on the cross and he repents of his sins and he believes in that work that Christ did on the cross, then he's saved. All right? But God hears that prayer from the sinner 
But if a sinner just praying, knowing he got uh, sin in his life, he's never given his heart to the Lord. Lord, I don't hear what he's talking about. But a lot of people think that. They say, well, I prayed and the uh, Lord heard me. He did what I asked. I just wanted you to expound on that um, because of, you know, when when people hear that, they might think, you know, well, I prayed and the Lord heard me. So you you did an awesome job of of clarifying um, if God hear me when I pray. Right. Right. And, and we and we try to be biblically uh, correct in what we're saying by bagging everything up with scripture. And if you think about David, David was a man after God's own heart. You know, I never, never heard God said about anybody else, you know. And, and the reason why I believe it is because one of the things David did, he always acted, he always acted. Well, even with the Christian, he told us, if we come to the altar, and oh, we got an altar, yeah. Yeah. leave you there. Go fix right. stuff. Because right. what you're coming to me for ain't going to be heard until you fix some stuff. There you go. There you go. And see, and so it, it's, it boils down to a matter of sin. It's always sin. Sin is the number one thing that keeps God from hearing that. And, and, and Christ gave the perfect example. He's saying, look, if I can take on all the sins of the whole world, and, and you think about it, he, he died for sins that haven't even been committed yet. Exactly. Exactly. And then if we be here another hundred years, all those, and I always explain it like this, people that came before us thousand, two thousand years ago, you know, you think about the past, you know, those exact same people had to believe on Jesus Christ for their salvation. Just like we do now. And if our children's 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 children uh, won't accept Christ as Lord and Savior, well, he's going to be the only answer uh, that they can uh, go to in order to get the help. And it might be another hundred years. You know, I don't believe it is, but, you know, just say it's going to be another hundred years from now where those people that's going to be born a hundred years from now, guess what? If they're going to get the help, they got to believe on Jesus Christ too. Gotta have faith in him. <laughs> exactly. Gotta have faith in him. Scripture says, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Anything else, Minister McNeil? No, sir. Hebrews 11 and 1. Everybody knows it. Everybody. Most people get a quote. What does it say? Now faith is the substance things hopeful the evidence of things not saying faith comes from a Greek word pistis pistis talks about that which pertains to God now faith is the faith, faith, faith the substance pistis it's a conviction of the truth of anything, belief in the New Testament or of a conviction or belief respecting respect in man's relationship to God and divine things. 
It's the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. Relating to Christ, faith talks about a strong and welcome conviction or belief that Jesus is the Messiah. Through him, we, we, we obtain rather, eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. People talk faith all day long, but you can't just talk faith, you gotta walk faith. I was in a church I used to go to in Oklahoma, and the guy was teaching Sunday school. And he said, if God speaks to me and tells me to walk through that wall right there, he said, I don't know how God going to do it, but by the time I get there, a hole is going to be in that wall for me to walk through. Right. If God says it. I don't know if somebody's going to miss the break, maybe the gas pedal to drive through, but he said, if God says for me to walk through that wall, I'm going to do it. And that's what we have to do when it comes to faith. First of all, and we share this, Minister McNeil, if you can get past the first four words in the Bible, you should have a problem with faith. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, God, boom. Right. If you go on to create it, you already, you, you speak in faith. Right. Right. I mean, think about it. How in the world did Abraham say, I'm going to take my son, kill him, but we come back. Right. He put him on the altar. Yeah. Tied him down. Had everything. Isaac said, Daddy asked me to do it. I said, fire. Hey, what a He said, God will be back. He's still talking to me. And, and, and you know, the, 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 the thing about that, man, it, it makes this story so, so awesome because it's, it's, it's a God story. It, it, the son never resisted him well we know we, we won't no go ahead because you know you know the son never 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 resisted him and what he was doing we, we don't see anything in scripture where the son said oh no you know you can't do that or try to fight him and you know fight him off we don't see nothing you know why he didn't resist because he trusted his daddy if i may um if i may share this testimony based on faith um when you were speaking of the son and how he did not resist basically his father and what his father was doing and he had to have some faith in his father as well to believe and trust that I know my father has heard from the Lord exactly okay so a cup make a long story short uh my son when he did his first year of college in Tennessee at Tennessee State University um, the the out of state tuition was outrageous, but I you know he wanted to go to school as a mother. I'm gonna see to it that my child goes to school. He called home and said, uh, at the end of the first semester, he called home and he says, "Mom, you can't do it. You you just cannot financially afford to send me to Tennessee. I'm just gonna come home and you know go to work, whatever." And I said to my son, no, God will bless you with the desires of your heart. And if you want to go to school, we're going to pray and we're going to believe that God is going to make a way for you to stay in school. It was, I got a phone call from Tennessee on Friday. Now, he had to be locked in for his second semester classes 
by five o'clock that Friday. We finished the first semester, okay? But he had to be locked in by five o'clock that Friday in order for him to start the second semester. And when I began to pray, I asked God to move in such a way that me as the mother can get no glory. I don't want him to say, mom, what did you do? I want him to be able to know that this was nobody but God. I want you to move in such a way where he has to give you the glory. And when I tell you, I received a phone call from Tennessee State. The man told me who he was. He said, don't worry about it. He said, I have Joseph. I, I got Joseph covered. Don't worry about Joseph. At four minutes to five, that Friday at four minutes to five, the phone rung and the man on the other end of the phone said, Joseph will be starting school in January. So God be the glory. Yes, sir. My son, when he called me, he said, Mom, he said that was nobody but God. It's true. See, he, he couldn't say, Mom, what did you do? Right. <laughs> he said, Mom, that was nobody but God. But what he did, not only did it increase my faith, mm -hmm. it increased my son's faith. Exactly. So, uh, so a lot of times, God would allow things to happen. Number one, to bring it's either going to bring us together or it's going to tear us apart. Sure. A lot of times, and, and I say this within my own family, my own immediate family, a lot of times when somebody gets sick, it's not for the person, it's to bring us together to see if we will come together and pray. Can we come together and get on our knees and pray and believe and get on one accord? Because what happened in the book of Acts when they got on one accord? And see, a lot of times we can't see God move because we're not on one accord. Well, everybody fighting for titles and self-gain. Let God do the elevation. We, we're just supposed to edify him. And so when God begins to move, always ask God, okay, God, what are you, what are you doing in this situation? Because it's obviously something I'm supposed to get out of this. And if God blesses us with it, and then all of a sudden it, it seems like we lost what God blessed us with, why did he do that? Because a lot of times he has to do things. He has to shake that foundation just to get you to move. Because if he don't, you'll stay right there where you are. So when that when that when that foundation begin to crack, you have to you have to uh, make that faith activate that faith to say God okay I believe that you are doing this for a reason I tell people God not sitting in heaven bored and when he does something he does it for a reason it's true. so we have to learn how to not only quote the scripture based on what faith is we can all say oh now faith we, we can all say that right. but where's your faith when the doctor give you a bad report Where's your faith when your loved one just passed away? Where's your faith when you just lost your job? And I I remember I remember last year 
uh, and this is only through trials and, and circumstances that my faith has even gotten to this level. Because when you think about it, your your faith comes because you have you have uh, spent time with God. The only way you're going to get to know somebody and trust somebody is because you have to spend time with them and get to know them and build up that trust in them. So if you're not spending time with God to know him and to know his word, how are you going to know what he can do? So you might want to question that if you don't have the level of faith where you should be at this point in your walk with God. And so my faith is to the point to where last year I went, um, I had my annual mammogram and they found a, they found a mask. And I got up and they told me I was too calm. Uh, Miss McNeil, you okay? I'm fine. Because I know what the word says. All sickness is not unto death. So I, I then it says, if there be any sickness among us, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to call for on the elders of the church. So what did I do? I said, right there, I made some phone calls. I said, listen, I just had my mammogram. The report was not good. I don't know what God and you going to do with it, but I can't worry about it. So I need y'all praying. And that's all I could do. All right. But it was because of my my level of faith that I was able to do that. Right. That's true. And I, and I agree with you. And, and you know, Sister McNeil, uh, if you think about your level of faith, that's why uh, when it comes down to trials and, and tribulations in life, he said that these things comes to make us strong. Exactly. And it also builds our faith from whatever measure of faith God has given us. That faith has grown over time. And God knows that you're going to need this, this faith in order to please it. And so as your faith grows, uh, you're going to be that much more stronger but we're also going to be able to share our faith. As, as you talked about, you know, with you and your son, uh, he couldn't do nothing but give God the praise for that. Right. Because of the way that it happens. And you know, when people see that type of faith operating in their life, faith is contagious. <laughs> faith will begin to rub off on you because uh, I know we say, uh, walk by faith and not by sight. But there's a lot of people that walk by sight and not by faith. And what I'm talking about here is that you got people who uh, faith may be weak, so to speak, because of uh, various reasons. But here they are. A person with weak faith see someone like you or somebody else with strong faith just by them seeing what they see could even increase their faith now because they're like man, man this this young lady this man they believe in in this god that they talk about all the time the god of, of the universe the heavens and the earth you know uh 
man, this must be something to this God because every time, seems like every time she prayed, this God is answering her, her prayer. Mm. You know, that, that's getting me to thinking a little bit now. Maybe I need to look a little closely at this because what she's got going on, I don't have it going on. Mm. So I might need to look into this thing because it seems like it might be some truth to this. As you're talking and as she has spoken, Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of some people in the Bible that went to Jesus apparently because of what they heard about Jesus. Right. That's right. The Syrophoenician woman. Exactly. Yep. That's true. The man who brought his son to the disciples and right. the disciples couldn't help. And Jesus said, This kind come by. The one that was honest said, Lord, I believe. Yes. But help my unbelief. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. The Bible says when she heard about Jesus, in order for her to hear about Jesus, somebody had to be talking. Had to be talking. Exactly. And, and and they talked about things that something he did. Yeah, exactly. Something mm-hmm. he did was that nobody else. Something he did. Like done. when he touched that coffin, didn't he touch the boy? Right. He turned water into wine. Yeah. Healed Peter's mother-in-law. Right. So, so when we, that's why that testimony, that she just shared a testimony. Yeah. Testimonies are powerful. Exactly. Like when you, when you, when you gave bills, when you came back and you preached for the first time, what you preach? Don't lose your testimony. Right? Yeah. Don't lose. Don't don't waste your suffering. Yeah. Don't waste, don't waste yeah, your don't suffering. Don't waste your suffering. What yeah. you basically saying? You t- you gave a testimony. Right. Exactly. And your testimony tells of the fact. Now you can tell the story because you told her. You told me, right. and what I told you, I said you couldn't die. Right. Remember, you want to tell the folk what you went in there and told Bridget when you were hurting that day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, tell them. Yeah. Well, I, I did. You know, uh, I've always been a uh, strong believer in God, and I've, I've seen his, I've seen him do some things that uh, that was basically unbelievable mm-hmm. in my life, you know? And so, as, as Sister uh, Minister to uh, McNeil said earlier, uh, about you know your faith where your faith has basically grown over the years and over different trials and tribulations well when i had four stage cancer uh i had to undergo uh, uh eight weeks of uh chemotherapy uh each, each session was like eight hours a piece uh then i went uh, nine weeks of radiation and those started off with like two hours at the beginning. And then when it got close to the end of those nine weeks, it got down to like 30 minutes apart. And, uh, but before uh, I had finished the treatments, I was in so much pain one night that uh, I actually told my wife, she was a, uh, she was in the bathroom and she was uh, fixing her hair. And uh, I, I was in so, so much pain, pain that I didn't rest. Uh, no matter which way I lay down, it, it was still hurting. And, uh, it's it's like, like an excruciating pain, pain I never felt before in my life. So I went in, I got up, walked in there, went in the bathroom, and I told my wife, I said, uh, I said, the Lord is going to soon take this pain away. I said, he can just take me home. 
I think I, I, I can't take it. And, uh, and, and I, I actually meant that, you know, didn't do anything to my face. I still believe that he could heal because I had seen him do, uh, uh, or seen him heal people personally. I seen him heal people that I actually prayed for, and God answered the prayer. And I know it didn't have anything to do with me. It was just, you know, what God's will was for that person that time. But there was no doubt that he couldn't do it. But I didn't know if he would do it. Because everybody calls me now for a miracle, walking miracle. And they say, what kind of cancer did you say you had? And I tell them, they say, uh, I even had a lady that worked in the uh, cancer world. And infusion, uh, where you get infusions and everything. And she, uh, she said, uh, she said people don't don't walk away from that right there. And she told me, she said, uh, she said I used to work in in there, and uh, everybody that I've seen with what you had for stage cancer, all the ones that I know about, it didn't make. She said you was in stage four when you found out that you had it. I said, yeah. She said, you're walking up. Now, what did I tell you? I said, you couldn't die because right. you said God told you so. Right. Just like he told Abraham. Exactly. And so since God had told you so, he took you through a test for you to see who he was for where you're going. Right. That's true. That's true. If God has told you something, you can't die until what he has told you is fulfilled. Right. Because God can't lie. That's true. If you say God said it, either God said it or you lied on God. Right. And the second one is not a good choice. Exactly. <laughs> now faith is what? The substance. Right. Substance. I'm going to take this from Frank Ray. All right. Frank Ray says substance is a combination of two English words, sub and stance. Mm -hmm. Sub, the prefix, meaning under. Stance is where we get the word of standing. Exactly. So we put it firmly, the faith is something under you that you stand on. Right. And in the Greek, one of the words that I looked at was, it's the foundation. Right. It's true. Faith is the foundation of our, of our eternal salvation. Because without it, we have no, we have nothing to stand on. Right. So when we say it's the substance, it's something that's viable. It's something that's true. It's it's proof. So you know how some people say I'm gonna stand on the word, and they put in the Bible down there, and they stand on it. Right. You ain't gotta do all that. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I think Jasper Williams did that one time. People went crazy. You ain't gotta do all that. If you're going to stand on it, just believe it. Right. Because standing on it uh, physically. Because don't mean you're standing on it. Right. Yeah. Because standing on it physically can't do nothing for you. It's what's in it that you're standing on. See, if you don't know what's in it that you're standing on, then you don't know what to stand on. Or what you stand in on. Exactly. <laughs> and faith is a faith is a spiritual substance. It's not a natural substance. Exactly. Exactly. So what he was doing was natural because he put the Bible down and he's standing on top of it. I'm like, okay, so well, what does that mean? 
you know, our children, our children, uh, it teaches us a lot. Uh, when I say that, I mean, uh, my granddaughter will be seven years old at the end of this month. And at seven years old, she knows the difference between Nana, which is her mom's mother, and grandma, which is her father's mother, which is me. So she's smart enough to know the difference between Nana and grandma. Right. Nana will pretty much laugh and let you get away with everything. And grandma is the one that, you know, pop that button, you know, make you do right in mind and have manners. But my granddaughter's also picked up on, all I have to do is tell grandma. She don't worry about it. She was in school one day, and I'm gonna tie this to faith, okay? So okay. she was in school one day, and she got ready to go to lunch. Now, mind you, she was in Colorado at the time, and because my oldest son is military, so they read Fort Carson. And so she got ready to go to lunch one day, and the teacher realized she didn't have any money on her lunch account. And so she said, well, Kennedy, um, the teacher said, well, Kennedy, we need to call dad and have dad to put some money on, on your lunch account. This six year old little girl, uh, she she calls dad. And but the funny thing is when she called dad, she told dad to call grandma. Grandma in North Carolina. She says, call grandma and tell grandma to put some money on my lunch account. And it really baffled me, but it made sense. She called grandma because she knew grandma would put more on her account than what she needed. She knew daddy would put just enough for that day. So she had enough sense to call the one that would give her more than what she needed. At six years old. Okay. Yeah. So the other day when I saw her, she she made a list for her birthday and she gave it to me with all confidence that grandma is gonna get everything on this list that I want for my birthday. So if we as Christians and we as believers of the gospel, if we could do like my six-year-old granddaughter that she knows when she asks for something from grandma she don't all she do is grandma when you gonna bring it but when it comes to believing that god said this about us that we were chosen that he ordained us called us for such a time as this we struggle with believing what god said right now my granddaughter she don't struggle when she said she that's it but but when we get to the point to where now i do not my, some people call it telling your business but i call it telling the goodness of jesus and i tell people i don't have anything to hide because i know where god brought me from i don't mind telling people i used to be homeless I did. I, there were times where I didn't have money for anything to eat. There were times, you know, where I had I didn't even have a vehicle. 
But people might say, well, why do you tell your business? No, I'm telling you this because I want you to see in the natural what God has done. Because a lot of times we can't help anybody build their faith if we're not sharing our yesterday so they can understand our today. See, a lot of people look at you and they think, oh, you ain't going through nothing. You financially, you good. You got a big old pretty home. You driving a fancy car. You got a good job. But they don't they don't see the before. It was my faith that helped me get to where I am now. I, I used to be the borrower, but thank God I'm now the lender. I give away more than I lend. But it hasn't always been that way. And so how are we supposed to have our faith built if we don't want to share what God has done for us? That's why the Bible says we're overcome by the testimonies because how are we supposed to know that God will do it if, if we never share what God has done? How, how am I supposed to know that he's a deliverer when I don't know that you was bound with anything? How am I supposed to know that he's a healer when I when I don't know that you've been sick, how am I supposed to know that God will make a way if I've never known your struggle? Because we get we get to a point to where we want people to believe because I'm the pastor, I'm the apostle, I'm the bishop, I'm the evangelist. We ain't never went through nothing. The devil is a lie. I've had some I've had some big time fights. And I have learned over the years by the grace of God and activated my faith. That's why I tell people now when they say, girl, you, you just so bubbly. No, it's not that I'm so bubbly. It's just that I've learned how to laugh at my problems. So my problems won't laugh at me only because of my faith in God, because I know where God has brought me from. So until you activate that faith, and you can't, you can't activate that faith. So you know what I'm saying? You just can't jump out there all at one time. You start small, believing, believing small. And then as that thing grows, you're going to be able to believe for the unbelievable. When people tell you you can't do that, yes, you can. They were your impossible faith. Exactly. Exactly. So the Bible says that now faith, not might be, not can be, not will be, but is the foundation, watch this, of things hopeful. That's that hopeful confidence that we have, or that confident hope. Not that maybe it's going to happen type of hope. But, at, but Pastor Timmy, that also goes back to uh, uh, speaking it into an existence if you got enough faith to believe that it's going to happen you got to start speaking as if it has happened already if you got enough faith to believe you got to start speaking it speak you so so basically you're going to put your faith into action and if if i believe that i'm going to get a better job then i have to speak it as if i already have that job So it's, it's basically training your mind to be positive. 
about right. what you're believing because doubt could quickly set in. Uh, people who we call naysayers. I used to be in a business that was uh, uh, that was uh, surrounded by a lot of millionaires, you know, and. Uh, all of those millionaires uh, used to always talk to us and, you know, tell us about, you know, how to be positive, you know. And they would have us, you know, you basically have to be repetitious about about certain things because they're gonna be they're gonna be naysayers that's gonna doubt what you're saying. And the way the mind is your subconscious mind picks up on things without you knowing that it's picking up. And, and being repetitious is the key uh, to get things, uh, uh, get things in your mind that would just stay it. You know, it's, it's like a habit. We talk about habits being formed. And we say uh, it takes 21 days to form a habit. Consecutive. Uh, but it has to be 21 consecutive days and if, if you notice a lot of people uh, they'll make two years resolutions uh, like uh, they'll say well I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to start going to the gym at, at the first of the year well they make these resolutions and then when the new year comes in where they start off here they might go to the gym uh, every day consecutive for, for two weeks. And then all of a sudden something comes up to where they can't go uh, that 15th day. They went two weeks, so they went 14 days. So uh, something comes up on that 15th day and they say, well, I can't make that one. Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and take care of whatever I need to take care of. Then I come back and I just pick up where I left off. Well, they don't realize that when they come back after missing that one day, they're not picking up. They starting over. And so what they had started off doing never became a habit because they've never done it 21 days consecutively. And they wonder why they can't uh, commit to what they're trying to do. Well, it hasn't become habitual yet. And so uh, they used to tell us in, in these uh, meetings that we used to be in that there's certain things that you have to do if you wanted to be successful in the business, there's certain things that you had to do uh, regardless of what you're going through. And so there was a lot of people that family members fell out with, you know, uh, got upset with because they knew that if they were gonna be successful, they had to consecutively do what they needed to do without any interruptions there. So a lot of times there were weddings that were missed, there was cookouts that were missed, there was sometimes there was anniversaries and birthdays that were missed. All this stuff was missed because they knew that they had to do whatever it took uh, in order to be successful. Well, uh, as you were talking about, when it comes down to, to God's plan, there's certain things that we have to do on a consecutive basis, and that's just believe God. 
you know, because the Bible says what without faith, it is impossible to please it. You're in moving Exactly. So it, there's, there's never going to be a time to where uh, uh, God doesn't take us through things and feel our faith. Yes, sir. But I see something here. Right, go ahead, Minister McNeil. Oh, no, I'm listening. I see something here. Yeah. Watch this. Now faith is the substance, right. the foundation right. of things hoped for. And look what he said. And the evidence of things not seen. Evidence, exactly. So faith has two roles. Mm -hmm. It's the foundation and the proof. Right. So somebody would ask the question then, well, what is the foundation? When, you, when you're talking about faith and the foundation, what, what is the foundation? What, what, what is this foundation you're talking about? Everything builds off of something. It's like last year I taught math. And unfortunately, pray for our youth. School's getting ready to start back. We were in, we were bypassed Addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Right. We talk in ratios. We talk in x squared plus y squared equals b squared. We talk in m equals y plus b squared. All of this stuff. And the kids didn't understand that if you don't have the foundation, you can't do anything else. Right. Christ is the foundation. But faith is what we build on. We faith is, I'm sorry, faith is a foundation. We build on our faith getting to know Christ. Right. Because the more he does, it's like she's had her testimony. Mm -hmm. You've had your testimony. You know I've been through things. I have my testimonies. None of us would have came through had we not had faith. Right. And, and what does Jesus do? the boys when they're coming across the sea going into Mark chapter 5? What does he say? How is it that you have no faith? <laughs> At some point in time, he said, oh, ye a little faith. This time, he said, how is it that you have no faith? Right. They just seen what he did. He just healed Peter's mother. Did some other things. And somewhere along the line, we have to keep tapping in to, we didn't just get there without any problems. Right. We didn't make it over on flowery beds and leaves. Christianity ain't just been pie in the sky. Sometimes it's been pie in your face. Mm -hmm. It ain't been all roses because roses have thorns on them. They just cut them off. This, this Christian walk takes faith. It does. It, it takes a measure of faith. Mm -hmm. And now, here we go. We get this one yet. All you need. It's faith, the sign of what? Mustard seed. Mustard You just need a look. Jesus just wants you to believe in him. And whatever you come to, as she was saying, you got to believe. Right. Because as verse 6 said that you started saying, without faith, with, not without hope, not without thought, right. not without, I guess, mm -hmm. but without, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. 
possibility. Possibility, but without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So then again, faith works us to please in Jesus. When we have faith in Him, it pleases Him. Right. Out of all we do, we ought to want to please Him because He's done so much for us. Exactly. Exactly. And when we're so far behind, when it comes down to pleasing Him, uh, that should motivate us and inspire us to always use our faith in every, everything. You know, I, I mean, even in the smallest things that we think we got, you know, a lot of times we tend not to use faith on that. Well, that, that we got that. That ain't nothing. Man. Don't need to exercise no faith on that. I remember when Minister McNeil first came on. One of the things she said was, a lot of times, it's the natural part of us right. that faith buys. Because right. like you said, when you talk to Sister Bridget, you knew what God could do. Right. It was just at that moment. Yeah. yeah. You were tired. Yeah. And so we have to learn, and you know, you hear this a lot of times, well, you're only human. You gonna let your humanness sink you to hell. Right. At some point in time, you got to get that joker under control. Yeah. Are you going to let your humanness cause you to lose rewards in him? Some point in time, you got to get that joker under control. What Paul said, I die daily. I beat my body yeah. in the subject. I was thinking the same way. Yeah. But you you got, you you got have to think about, you were talking about the foundation. Uh, what is the foundation of faith? I would say, different than what you said, Pastor Silver, I would say that Christ is the foundation of your faith. Why? Because everything that we do is cent centered around Christ. And if you do not have Christ, faith is not going to make any sense to you. Because without Christ, you're going to feel like you're doing everything on your own anyway. God, he hasn't done anything because, of course, you don't know him. If you don't have a relationship with him, then you don't know him to have faith in him. So uh, your your foundation is anything that we do. But Christ is the foundation because that's what compels us to do what we do. If I'm a people's person, you know, I I help people, love helping people. But why? What is the foundation of me doing what I do? The love that I have for God compels me to do what I do. My love, which is Christ, my foundation, compels me to go, compels me to do, compels me to help, compels me to pray, compels me to do what I do. So if somebody says, okay, what? why do you do what you do? It all links back to Christ, my foundation with Christ. So there's no way you can, so my question to you would be, how is it that I can have faith in someone I don't know. So if I don't know you, how am I going to have faith that you're going to bring me something to How am I going to have faith that you're going to give me money to help me pay my bill or give me somewhere to stay or give me clothes or whatever it is that I need? How am I going to have the faith if I don't know you? So wouldn't you think that you would have to have a relationship with Christ because Faith reverts back to Christ. 
and when uh, uh, Brother Mason was speaking on um, New Year's resolution, uh, Brother Mason, I don't make New Year's resolutions. Right. Declarations. And the reason why I make declarations is because I declare and I decree a thing over my life. And we are now into August. And I have seen the very things that I declared, I've seen them come to pass. Because when you declare a thing, it's in the word of God. Y'all said earlier that he's not a man and he shall lie. So when you declare a thing, that, that goes back to the foundation of, of what who Christ is and what Christ can do. But when you make a New Year's resolution, that's something that you said you were going to do. That's the difference between a declaration and a resolution. Look how many people that, that said, you know, they were going to, like you said, they were going to lose some weight. They were going to eat right. I'm going to stop pussing. Or I'm going to stop cheating on my wife. Or whatever, you know, we don't. How many people, that resolution, that's something that you said you were going to do. But if you declare a thing, that's that's something God said he would do. God said this and that about me. It's in the word. So you got to take that word and declare it over your life. And therefore, it shall. It, it's going to have to come to pass. So we have to be careful when we get caught up into doing things because other people are doing it and because it looked good and go back to the very the foundation and watch things be different in your life. That's true. And, you know, when you say you make a declaration that you, you make a declaration based on God's will for your life, you know, and if, if God said then you know it's going to be true. And, and I think uh, when it comes down to people making those resolutions and stuff is that uh, one of the things that you hardly ever hear is what James says. He says, when you say you're going to do something, you always say, uh, if it be God's will, we're going to do this or do that. Because it may not be God's will for your life. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 6 says, but without faith, and we're wrapping up, it is impossible to please God. Watch this. For he that cometh to God, watch this, must believe that he yes. is, and that he is a rewarder of, of them who diligently seek him. Well, Mason, give us your final thoughts. Sister, I mean, Minister McNeil, if it's okay, we're going to let you give us the final closing words and if you want to, you can pray us out if that's okay. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, when it comes down to faith, and I've, I've always believed this right here, uh, you know, we talk about if a person had the face of a grain of a mustard seed, he can move the mountains. You know? Mountain be down and move. Yeah, a lot of times people take that literally, you know, but that's not what he's saying. You know? 
God has already put everything in place that he wanted to put in place when he created the heavens and earth. And what purpose would be behind moving a mountain from one place to another? I mean, you know, so he had to talk about something else. And so, you know, he's talking about mountainous types of problems and issues in life. You know, God is able to use that mustard seed faith in order to move and solve, you know, mountains, mountainous types of problems. You know, you know one of the things I, I looked at and uh, uh, Tillman gave a uh, Rev. Tillman gave a uh, uh, an example about faith. Uh, he was in a uh, service one, and he was preaching and demonstrating faith, and uh, everybody was sitting down. He told everybody to stand up, and then he told everybody to sit back down. And he asked him, say, well, how much faith did you need in order to trust that still will hold you? And people don't really think about this. You know, when you sit down in a chair, uh, you're not thinking about that chair not being able to support you when you sit down here. You just sit down here because you know that's what the chair was meant to do. Now, not unless you know that chair is ragged and... <laughs> And uh, if you sit down, there's a possibility that you know you're not going to sit down. But if most of the time we sit down in chairs, we don't even expect the chair first before we sit down, and because we already know that the chair was meant to support you, and more likely, it's going to support you. You're not worried about it. You know, when we get to that point on that. when, when it comes down to faith, we don't think about it that much. But when it comes down to uh, our scripture here, we said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh, I always say, when it comes down to faith, he says it is impossible to please God. I always talk about impossible faith. See that type of faith where when God puts you in or allows you a lot of times, then sometimes he puts you in situations the way you just can't use that chair-like faith. <laughs> you have to use that impossible faith, that faith where you got to reach way back and use that because in this type of situation, it's taking everything that you've ever had in you to believe that God can work this thing out. And a lot of times, uh, when it comes down to impossible situations, you have to use impossible faith. And you use that impossible faith to a possible God. And he approved himself over and over and over again that he's the type of God that specializes in impossible situations. One thing or one problem with Christians is 
we don't like to be totally honest. Yeah. We want to put on a, 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 a facade. We want folks to th- not, 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 yeah, Christian, not, not Christians. 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 Yeah. Just like you told me, we got some blind Christians. <laughs> Christians want to put up a facade. They want to act like everything is okay. Right. But a lot of Christians just like that man who brought his son to the disciples. Hmm. And they couldn't do nothing for Jesus shows up. Right. The man says, Lord, I believe. But but help not thou my unbelief. He said, I, I, there, I got some cracks. There we go. There's some cracks in it. Right. I can testify that there have been times where there have been some cracks in the faith. Yes, sir. But I know what he's able to do. Right. Minister McNeil told us about her granddaughter. In the Bible say, and a child shall leave them. Mm-hmm. She said her granddaughter say, just call grandma. I'm not gonna do it. Right. More. Yeah, more. More than what I'm asking for, yeah. <laughs> and God will do that. He'll give you more than you ask for. Right. And so what we gotta learn how to do is to be like her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Just call God. Right. Just like the gentleman that I mentioned. I didn't know where $5,000 was coming from in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But it showed up. That's a word that you and I, and I don't know about other people, only apply to God. Right. And that is awesome. Because he is awesome. Right. He can do what nobody else can do. Who else can save yourself? True. That that's an awesome event. Right. Who else can make you whole? That's a when you were broken, he puts you back together. Mm-hmm. Because see, I may not know all the places you broken in. You may only tell me a little. God knows all. Right. We have to go to him. It's impossible to please God mm-hmm. without faith. Got to believe he is. Got to believe in the works of salvation. Got to believe that he's just self-existent. Got to believe that he do everything. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. You got to have faith in all those things. Exactly. And when you put all that stuff in perspective, it doesn't make sense. Right. Can somebody be everywhere at the same time? Yeah. Like you were talking earlier today about the movie Bruce Almighty, all those prayers going in, he never gets a prayer mixed up. Right. Billions and trillions and gazillions of prayers going up. Everything. Because a lot of times when people pray, they got a laundry list of stuff. Exactly. Just one verse. Yeah, yeah. Not just one. <laughs> and the awesome thing about his, he don't get your prayers and Minister McNeil prayers and the Timon prayers mixed up. That's awesome. Yeah. And we have to believe that when we go to him about something, he's the foundation. Mm-hmm. And his end result will be the proof. Right. How easy is it to believe us being adults, knowing all of us have children, knowing how kids are born? Mm-hmm. How easy is it to believe that a woman had a baby without the natural process? 
is not. No. 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 There had to be some type of connection, even if it's in vitro fertilization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a woman and had two kids, and it's hard for me to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to believe that. But we gotta have faith. Faith is the foundation. Well, she said Jesus is the foundation. Right. We believe in Jesus. Right. We believe that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, God raised him from the dead, that we're saved at that point. We believe that the work don't stop there. We 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 faith is not an option. It's a necessity. It's true. And as she said, we got to learn how to have child life. We got to do like the baby did. Somebody that is listening to us or will listening to us going through something. That's why the Lord led us to do the ministry. Neil, thank you for joining us. You are invited to join us anytime. We're here generally 7 o'clock on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we did one in a while because I was away in service search. But you are welcome anytime. So if you let us know you want to join, we'll pull you in. Um, we have to believe that God is able to do it. And we have to, and I like what she said. And I meant if I don't say it right, like with the song, what he's done for others, he can he will do for you. And she said, we'll have people upset with God or something with God. Mm-hmm. That's why we are in the space of like, we got to be careful about what we say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we quoted the song. That's right. what, that's what the song actually said. You know, I'm like, man, you know how many people listening to that? And so how many people say, and they waiting on him to do it. And then when he don't, don't do, do it, exactly. let me give y'all an example. And I'm going to give you the floor, Mr. McNeil. Daddy Fresh, a rapper. Right. That's my understanding. That song that he made that had the hook. Six minutes, six minutes, six minutes, Dougie Fresh Young. It is said that he made that song. And we didn't even realize what we were doing when we were out there dancing to it, playing it in the car and singing it. His mom and dad were in an accident, or they they were on the verge of death, and he prayed and he prayed and asked God to save, I mean, let his parents live, and God, and they passed away. He got mad at God and made that song. Three sixes glorifying the devil. And here we are at that dance. He had faith to a point. So that's the thing. We can't have faith to a point. Right. Because see, if he didn't believe that God could have healed or brought his mom and dad out, he would have never went to God to bring his mom and dad out. Right. Right. See, your faith is only as strong, again, as the object of your faith. What is it? We get in our car. We know it's going to start. Put the key in it and turn. We lock our door. We know God's going to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. So we set our alarms, or we got a different kind of alarm laying beside us. Right. Your faith is only as strong as the object of your faith. Frank Ray again said, you can be in your house with rod iron iron gates locked, 357 Magnum loaded. He said, but if you outside of the will of God, you're not safe. He said, but you can be out in the middle of an ocean on a power boat and shot stepping in the boat. He said, but if you're in the will of God, you're safe. 
and you'll be safe because you believe God is going to keep you. You got faith that no matter what, he's going to take care of you. And she said it earlier. Basically, some people are used, one of y'all said, some people have faith in themselves. But I don't like the faith in Greg. He's let me down too many times oh, before. Yeah. I never believe in Greg. I, I learned that a long time ago when it came down to me leaning to my own understanding. Yes, sir. I'm like, nope, never again. Nah, it, it don't work. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Minister McNeil, we're going to give you the final thoughts. And again, if you would take us out. And again, we appreciate you joining us. And if you would uh, share this from your Facebook page, we like to get the word out of as many people as possible. Will do. I oh. do. Uh, I was blessed by the podcast. I'm glad I was able to join you fellas tonight. Um, it was very informative. It has uh, blessed me as well. Um, prayerfully, it will bless the others that will listen later. Um, I pray that uh, you walk in your faith and believe that whatever you put before the Lord, that he will bless you um, according to his will for your life. That's one thing that we have to remember. Um, we get upset sometimes because it seems like the other people are being blessed and God is just lingering around their house and everything they ask for, it falls into their lap. Um, but if we're not careful, um, it would cause us to fall into a state of despair, believing that God is not blessing us or hearing us. But um, as I walk with God and, and my faith gets stronger, um, I believe that what God has for me is for me. And it's based on his will and his plan and purpose for my life. Um, my life is not someone else's life. Um, my life was or was designed based on the work that God has for me to do. Um, but tonight has truly been a blessing. Um, okay. All hearts and minds are clear. We'll pray. And I look forward to uh, fellowshipping with you guys at a later time and a later date. Father, it's in the name of Jesus, God, that we do say thank you for another opportunity to come together with other believers that believe what you said, God, that it shall come to pass. God, we thank you for this word on tonight, that it may increase our faith, God, that we may walk uh, as we walk this thing called life, God, that we continue to walk by faith, God, and not by sight. God, that we believe what we shall read in your word. God, that we shall believe your report. And God, that we shall believe what you have said about us in the mighty name of jesus god i pray that someone listening to this podcast at a later time later date that their faith be increased oh god because of the testimonies that they have heard on tonight and god we thank you for all that you have done god we pray now that you bless us on tonight with a peaceful night's rest oh god that we lay down god knowing that everything will work out in the mighty name of jesus and god i pray now that on tonight that you bless us with the desires of our heart, God. And Father God, that you would just wrap your arms around us on tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. God, whatever I shall fail to ask, God, that you shall not fail to grant. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. 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 Good night, Facebook. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Minister McNeil, if you will, hold on just one second. Again, thank you, Facebook, for joining us.